Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the And welcome to another edition of Ghost Chronicles Next Generation, right here on Toginet Parax Ghost Channel and Beyond. I am Ron Kolick, your host, the gatekeeper to the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. And with me, all the way from the land of the East Bridgewater, is the blonde bombshell herself, the lead investigator for East Bridgewater's most haunted, the sweet and adorable Anne Harrigan. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Whoa, it's getting deep in here. Woo! Get in my oh, boots. Wow, okay. <laughs> the sweet and when since when do you call me sweet and adorable? Don't I always? No. Okay, fine. When do you do that? I, I can't win today. I might as well just go home. It's go the moon. It's home. the moon. Blame it on the moon. <laughs> yes, and speaking about the moon, it was the blood moon. Do you know what the blood moon is? I heard that, but I was beginning of Beginning of the end days. <laughs> the beginning of the end days, really? Yep. According to biblical oh. prophecy... And I'll talk about that in the second half of the show. Uh, yeah, it's all over. It's time to check out. Okay. Well, well I heard you couldn't see the moon because it was too cloudy, though. Oh, it depends <laughs> if you have your third eye. But we have someone who knows all about the moon and the stars and the planets and the zodiac signs, too, I guess. And mm. she is New Hampshire astrologer. Dorothy Morgan. Dorothy, you there? I'm here. I'm Hi, Dorothy. Hear you though, Ron. You need to speak up. <laughs> <laughs> hardly, hardly anybody ever tells you that, do they? <laughs> they do. They do. <laughs> yes. Hello. Uh, it's yep. been a, it's been a really busy week, and it's it's not over yet. So. We have a lot wow. of astrological happenings this this whole month of April. It's it's um. Quite dynamic, to, to say wow. the least. Mm-hmm. And so, is the blood moon the end days? Is it the end or the beginning? No, actually, what it is is it's you want the science. <laughs> <laughs> the science Whatever. is is that that red part. What we see, the red. What we see is just it's it's the reflection. You know, we're creating like a whole earth of sunsets and sunrises. And, you know, when the sun sets on a really great day, you know, it's kind of, it's red at night or in the morning when the sun rises. So if we're eclipsed, you know, our shadow is being um, projected onto the moon, basically all that's going to get there is that color of that red, orangey, bloody color. So it is really, it's all of the sunsets. The earth is making one great big sunset and it's, that's why it turns that color. Wow, and, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, that's just the science behind it, and I'm, I'm, and that's as, as, as basic as you can get, because I'm not a scientist. <laughs> 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 that's my understanding. 
okay. what it is. But yeah, the, um, since the full moon, I believe Passover always starts on the full moon this time of year, you know, the, um, the Libra full moon. It's when Passover always starts. I'm not Jewish, so I can't really speak 100% to this, but I know that. But it just happens that it was an eclipse this time. And that, that throughout history, yeah, has been um, something that's been really uh, ominous to a lot of people because it's all about changes. And mm-hmm. I've always I talk about eclipses all the time because we get at least four every year. And um, they are about big shifts and big changes because they've always even they've always produced changes, even when we didn't pay attention to astrology. We mm-hmm. always knew, everybody always knew that that's, you know, an eclipse was something important and major things would change. And it's still true today. Uh-huh. Did I well, pop your bubble? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that is, that is kind of cool to know that. I think it's kind of neat. It's, it's kind of beautiful to think of like all the sunsets. But why? Why did Blending it happen? Why did it happen? Like on, why did it happen on tax day? That's what I want to know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Pretty amazing, huh? Just to stir well, the pot. <laughs> it just happens to be that way. Yes, it is. And you know, the, the interesting thing is, I mean, we yeah, we have we have four in a row of of the full moon eclipses. Mm-hmm. Because the, the the lunar eclipse, you know, we have one. We have two a year, every year. There are always two two lunar eclipses. And sometimes when it comes to the solar eclipse, there's between two and four of those. All right? Oh, so we have okay. between. Yeah. Well, but there are, a lot of them are partial eclipses. They're never total eclipses. And mm-hmm. that's the science behind this one. This one was an absolute, was a total lunar eclipse. Mm-hmm. Now, the cycle, I mean, I went and looked back just for, just for um, information's sake, and, you know, I love information, and I looked at all the eclipses that we've had since 2000, so for, between then and the end of this four blood moon cycle in a row, and how many blood moon cycles we've had. Well, what it happens is, is in a, in a two-year span, we'll have either three blood moons or four. Oh. All the time. Okay. I've never, and I've never, I've never heard of a blood moon before. So that's funny you know? if we've, like, we've had them before, and but suddenly it's a big deal. I know, I know. Deal. It's just like when all of a sudden a you guys will talk deal. to me in about a year about the 13th sign, the 13th zodiac sign, because every once in a while that cycle's around too. <laughs> ah. That's huh. another story. We'll talk about that later. Okay. <laughs> all right. In a few other, in you know, in another six months or so, because it's about due to come up again. So... It's just how things cycle. It's a it's a, a real typical cycle, but it's really important to, you know, you can you can play into it. That's fine. It's fun. It's romantic. It's a blood moon. Yes, we have another one on October eighth this year, oh, and okay. that will be in the sign of Aries. So that just means, and the one we had yesterday was in the sign of Libra. So the opposite energies, you know, the opposite energies. So what we're really focusing on in this year and next year. As far as these eclipses go, we're focusing on what it is that we need. But individually, right. what do I need within a relationship? I, I know, um, but this is this is a, a lunar tetrad. I mean, it's four lunar eclipses in a row. That's right. That's it's that's it's a nice alignment. It's mm. a great alignment. So that just means, you know, what to me since I, I, I work with the astrology and I work with the energy of things. To me, it means that, you know, the people who want to pay attention or not, but we're, we're, we're moving ahead faster. 
So you're going to find more and more people interested in what you do, Ron. I find more and more people interested in what I do. Um, so will other people who do any of these things that are energetic and metaphysical. Because when there's four in a row, yeah, it's like we got this momentum going, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. But it is four. In, in, in two years, they're six months right. apart. And it falls on a Jewish feast of Passover, which is more uh, symbolic. That I mean, is very it, symbolic for the Jewish people, absolutely. Right. The last yeah. one occurred in 1967 and 68, and it goes all the way back to uh, 162, 163 during the uh, uh, BC, uh, D, uh, excuse me, uh, AD. So. Okay. Hmm. Yeah, I was wondering when that last one was, because I didn't go back that far to compare it to when Passover began. But, um, yeah, having a total eclipse on that day is, is, I mean, there's always a full moon on the day of Passover beginning, but to have it to be a total eclipse, so it, it turns into that, into that blood moon, yes, that's, that's rare, absolutely. And that's where, we get, that's where we get the prophecies in. It is. Okay. But, okay, so well, I'll talk about about a little bit later. So let's let's really get back to what you were talking about, and, and I'm really sorry I interrupted. I'm just so no, through you're, all. That's fine. I, I want to hear where you want it to go. So what what do you think? No, I, I mean that's fine. To you as an astrologer, I mean you deal with the the planets, the moons, the uh, stars, uh, whatever, and you you deal with them all the time, and you deal with them in regards to people's charts. So yes. does is a blood moon, is that a positive or a negative uh, uh, influence? With on the this, chart? you know what? People ask me that a lot, and that's really debatable, because it's like saying, is there fate or is there free will? Mm-hmm. You know, when, when something is going on in somebody's chart, and it's exactly the same degree as it was six months ago, and the next one coming up is going to be really close, and then the next one coming up is going to be really close, what this tells me is, and they're all full moon now. In astrology, a full moon is about, once that full moon has, you know, gotten to its peak, it is about releasing and letting go of things that no longer serve us. We're being made aware of what is not working in our lives. So... For somebody's astrology chart, I would have to look at it and see where this is going on in that 12-section dial, you know, that 12 pieces. And it's going to happen in two areas. And so the thing is, it's going to happen in those two areas four times, really hard and strong. Yes, Ron, when it is something that's a total eclipse, those total eclipses last a lot longer the influence that they will present to us in our lives is a lot stronger and it lasts a lot longer. So that means every month when the moon comes back to that position where it was eclipsed, every month for between three and six months, and it depends on if your birthday was near the point of this this eclipse as well, you can have a whole year of every month something new is going to come up, another layer, another layer, another layer, or another <laughs> level of learning, understanding yourself, because it's all about reflection and what others are showing you and how you'll take that into yourself and learn about yourself and learn what it is that you want to learn about yourself at this moment in time. So, yeah, it's very, very strong, strong, strong influences. Some people don't feel this at all, and they're healers or they're teachers, and they already went through this a month ago. Sometimes these things happen ahead of time for some people, very small percentage, but for a few of us. 
And then everybody else around us, especially people who do a lot of healing stuff, you're going to start getting all kinds of people coming in with a crisis because there's just these big things that, you know, we ignore and then we finally, they come to a head and they become a crisis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's, wow. the, astrologically, that's how I see. That's how okay. it is, astrologically. That's I mean, we've had, we've had a out. terrible, terrible uh, weather conditions this past year and, and going yes. coming into this year. Is that the influence? Is is astro- astronomy? Uh, no, astronomy, yes. astrology. If it is, mm-hmm. absolutely, yes, it is. I mean, some people won't think so, and they'll be rolling their eyes, and that's okay. But you know, the old farmer's almanac, the old farmer's almanac. If you read that, I mean, for as long as we started writing and keeping track, farmers were planting by the moon cycles, planting by right. eclipse cycles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, That's true. and yeah, and the thing, one of the things that is in charge of like the earthquakes that we've been having, we have is Uranus and Uranus and Pluto. Those two planets have been at a, a 90 degree angle since off and on since 2010 and it's peaking. And we've got this, this big configuration in the solar system right now around the planet and it's called the Cardinal Cross. All right. Yep. So four points of a big square, but if you put the, you know, the lines across, it makes a big cross. And that peaks on April 20th. Oh, Ooh. wow. This is big. There are now, big, huge changes coming. Mm-hmm. Wow. And, and some, somewhere I had read, um, uh, Dickie Hale, I think, had posted today, he said, um, this is a prime time for an earthquake. It based is. On it is. The, the mm-hmm. moon and the, the With, eclipse. Exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't wow, really? It huh. really is. It, it truly, truly is. It's because of the alignment of the planets. You know, we know that the moon squeezes the our tides and, and produces our, our low tides and our high tides. And so mm-hmm. when we have this, this type of tides are really high. I was on the seacoast today, and the tides are extremely high today. You know, I think they're, you know, they're, they're just at peak because it's an astronomical high tide. And so with an eclipse, that typically happens. But um, so we know we have that that draw and that pull from the moon, anyways. But these yeah, well, four we've points actually, around we've us. We've actually had a series of earthquakes in this past month and a half. Uh, yes, we have. You know, all the way Peru and California, mm-hmm. right here in Massachusetts, and I mean, mm-hmm. so I mean, it, it's. When did we have one in Mass? When was that? Well, I'm New England, New England. Okay, not Mass, New England. Well, New England. <laughs> Well, see, the thing, too, is it's like this big cross that's going on. I mean, the two planets that are in charge of that right at this point in time are, is Uranus and, and Mars, uh, Uranus and Pluto, and they're at a 90-degree angle, and that does cause um, the Earth to do some shifting. But another mm-hmm. planet that's pulled in, we've talked about Jupiter before, but Jupiter is about expanding, and whatever sign it's in, it's going to expand that, right? And it's in the sign of Cancer, so it's expanding our emotions. So we're overly emotional, but that, that's a water sign. So it's making a square to Uranus as well. So what that means is, it's like you're going to have an earthquake, then you're going to have a tsunami. So we'll oh God, those too. Oh, big, big wow. water. Yeah, big water, and that's exactly what happens with it. Now, the, the peak of it will happen on the 20th when Mars comes in and finally fills in that final exact position of this four-sided square, this cross. Mars will mm-hmm. finish that point, and right now he's he's near the eclipses where the eclipse just was. So 
this is this is why I know it's a bit complicated. A lot of astrology and a lot of people are glazing over right now. But really, what it comes down to, it just means that a lot of the same energies are getting tapped a whole bunch of times. A lot of the same places in your astrology chart and the subject matter is getting getting hit a whole bunch of times because it's really clear right now that it's important that we're able to define what it is that we want in our lives that makes us happy. And what makes us happy makes other people happy. And it just is, a, you know, an effect, an exploding effect, which is really important that we create the world that we want to be in. So mm-hmm. to me, this is just another level or another wave of, Let's make things more positive, more positive, more positive. As we're trying to push out the darkness, it just comes to the surface so we get to see it more, but it has to come to the light to go away. So these are things that uh, help usher in better times. Mm. And that's a hope. Hope so. (laughs) It's a relief and a hope, you know? We have a question in the chat room from Fred. Uh, who wants to know, is the influence the same for all signs? No, no, it won't be. It will not. Because if it's really close to something in your chart, it will influence you a lot more. I mean, I have some people that have this aspect is right on the east-west point. It's not even touching planets, but it's touching this point called the the ascendant and the descendant, the east-west point. And this person, the eclipse hit, and, and Everything about her life has changed in her relationships, in her person. Everything fell apart, so now she needs to start to rebuild. And we all have that happen once in a while. But I know I have other people, and it's happening in different areas. And, you know, they're not really affected. It's not connecting to anything personal in their chart. So, mm-hmm. all right, they might see these things go on around them, but it's not going to influence them that well, that that much. So... Mm-hmm. There's plenty of people that this won't influence as much as it will others, just because mm-hmm. it's just the, it's just our turn, you know, who's ever, whoever's getting affected right now, it's just your turn to go through some major life changes. You know, and that's generally the people who have some strong uh, energy in the Aries and Libra opposition. So oh. the middle, mm-hmm. the middle part of Aries and Libra or Cancer and Capricorn. Those are the cardinal signs, and those are the four signs that are getting hit the hardest right now. Right. So, is there, I guess, is there a way to, uh, I'm not going to say protect yourself, but to adjust yourself to uh, lessen some of the influences? Yeah. uh, Yeah, don't fight it. <laughs> don't fight it. Really? Ceiling Cat says they're still having a good month. That's awesome. That's important. I'm having a good month. I mean, there's still a lot of changes going on around me, but I'm still having a great month. We, you know, and it's affecting me like right smack dab in some stuff on my chart. And and but the thing is, it's like accept. I mean, if if you're not accepting what is, you're not living in the present moment. And I know that sounds like a bunch of hooey, but you know what? Mm -hmm. If you can't accept what is going on right now in your life, then that's just madness. You have to accept the way it is. Now, we all fight it once in a while and get in bad moods and just, you know, car in front of us is going too slow or whatever, whatever. But Mm -hmm. basically, the best way to work with this is just to to understand that there's partnerships in our lives that aren't going to work anymore, and it's time to figure out how to bow out. Mm-hmm. Okay. Plain and simple. 
I mean, that's wow. really wow. it in a nutshell. Well, we're on. So, no. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no, I just I do? You should be I, so lucky. Oh, I know. I'm just such a lucky girl, I will tell you. Uh, you, you know, I, I just, it just, I look at this thing, especially the falling on, on Passover and the, the effect. I mean, there have been, this has happened eight, eight times since uh, 162, uh, it's you know in 1967 that was the uh, Seven Years War. I mean the Seven Day War, and, and so I wonder if I have to go back and check these other other times. But I wonder if in Jewish history this has a more significant. Um, uh, it's more significant than than to uh, like Christians, for instance, or Muslims. Yeah, that's a good point. You say that was 1967. I want to see what that is. Let me see what eclipse that was. So that would have been a total eclipse on April 24th, 1967. Let me see it. And that's at three degrees of Scorpio, three degrees of Taurus. And it's really interesting too, Ron, because the next eclipse we have on April 29th, and now it's not one of these blood moons because it's a new moon. It's right. it's right in the same ballpark. It's at eight degrees of Taurus. So oh. that's interesting. That's interesting, Co. It's uh, but I mean, this is just for New Hampshire. It's not for over in Israel or anything. But still, right. the point is, oh, and Jupiter is in Cancer at the same time it is now. Yeah, wow, how significant. That's significant. There's some there's some very big similarities right now between that eclipse chart for April 24th, 1967, and what we have going on right now. The pattern has come back around. Yeah, the pattern comes back around every 18 years or so. Right, in 1949 and 50 was was before that. Yeah, so that's what it is. It's just that 18 years, it's approximately an 18-year cycle. So that's that's cool. But yeah, well, it, not for the triad, not for the triad falling on Passover. It's only occurred eight times in history. Okay. So, All right, it, I see for you instance, say. like right. 162 to 163, uh, they always say CE now, and it drives me nuts, so it's always been AD to me. But, so mm-hmm. 162, and then it jumps up to 795 in 96, and then 842, wow. 46, then 860, and then... It goes dormant and doesn't happen again until 1493. Wow. And then, again, it goes dormant again until 1949. And then we have it very quickly, 1949, 1967, and then now 2014, which is well. Yeah, do you think think our humanity is, is, we're evolving? You think this is helping humanity evolve? I don't know. It's an interesting thing. I mean, I'm like you, Dorothy. I love statistics, and I love trying to understand things. And uh, uh, it's just an interesting fact that I would like to do more research on because, I, you know, just is there any correlation between these and and Jewish history? Now, these are we're talking about triads that fall on Passover. That's what we're talking about. Mm-hmm. I understand. Okay, that's what you're saying. Yeah, and yeah. I don't know when Passover is, but it'll be easy to find. I mean, it'll be easy for me to see because it's going yeah. to be somewhere in April. Mm-hmm. It's going mm-hmm. to be that full moon in Libra. That's what they yeah. always worked on. You know, they mm-hmm. always work with that. So, that much yeah. I know. So it would be okay. It would be, like I say, easy to find because it would take a little effort, but I've got the software to do it. So it would be mm-hmm. fine. I could manage that. There's actually actually a gentleman by the name of uh, John Hagee, H-A-G-E-E, it's a weird name, Mm -hmm. Uh, and he wrote Four Blood Moons, something 
is about to change. And yeah. it's have you read that book at all, but any chance? No, I, I saw an article um, earlier. It might have been a synopsis of that. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, and I just think it's curious. Uh, oh, okay, so here he is. He's quoting from uh, the Bible in it. And uh, here it is. Uh, the sun will turn, in, turn to darkness and the moon to blood before the great and dreadful day of the Lord comes. So it's it's predicting uh, Armageddon, end days, the end of days. Yes. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, and, and this is Good Friday, you know? Friday is Good oh, Friday. Oh, yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. So, no, I mean, and, right. and didn't they have an eclipse? Wasn't that, you know, when Christ was crucified and, they, you know, the sky turned black? Mm-hmm. I would assume um, I that would be an eclipse. Too. Well, when yeah, that first no. started, and 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 um, the firstborn uh, male in every family would would die, mm-hmm. and that's when Moses was getting ready to, you know, that's part of the Passover, of course, the Passover story. You know, right, Moses exactly. was getting ready yeah. to leave and take his people leave out. Egypt. So yeah. that much I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, it, it was amazing, and and I'm I'm sorry we're getting a little bit off topic here, but I mean, they talk all about uh, Moses and the the miracle, you know, the, the signs or whatever they were, the locusts, the uh, the firstborn deaths and everything, and then they come up with the scientific theories of what really happened, and uh, with no proof, of course, but uh, that's all right. <laughs> but, <laughs> I know. But, I know. but because because they use the the word, you know, scientific. Uh, the, everybody thinks, oh, that explains everything, but it's not really true. These are just the theories that it's possible that this might have, and then all these this, to occur uh, at the same time is, you know, quite remarkable. But anyways, I always thought, found that interesting that, you know, we we try to go back hundreds of years and say, okay, this is what really happened. No, you know. Yeah. So, <laughs> all right. No. But well, I know, no, but we... you know what? In the mundane world, there's lots. Of, I've been really busy, and there's a lot of people that want to know. Okay, how can I use this energy for for well, my? Well, you're going to have to answer that question because we have to take a break right now. Unfortunately, okay. um, I I can't hear the tunes, but I've been told they're playing. So it's time to say you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojinet Parax Ghost Channel and beyond on your TuneIn app perhaps on your smartphone or maybe on a podcast and our special guest is Dorothy Morgan and we'll be right back after the following messages Can you hear me? My name is Harry Price. I am speaking to you via the medium of the Ghost Box. Many of you will know I carried out the first live radio broadcast from Haunted House way back in 1936 for the BBC. Now, thanks to the wonders of modern technology, I am still able to keep abreast of 21st century ghost hunting by listening to Ghost Chronicles International on Togginet, Para-X Radio, The Ghost Channel, and even on something called a podcast. Two splendid chaps host it. One is an American who calls himself New England's own Van Helsing, although I have discovered his real name is Ron Kolek. The other is Stephen Parsons, and he's a paranormal scientist. Well, mustache, I'm required elsewhere on something called a K2. But don't forget, I'll be listening in every Tuesday from 8 o'clock in Great Britain and 3 o'clock on the American Eastern Seaboard. I trust you will join me there. 
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Feel the need to do some soul searching or make some changes in your life to create a more positive future? Then Circles of Wisdom is just the place for you. Circles of Wisdom is a metaphysical bookstore and more, located on Route 28 in downtown Andover, Massachusetts. We carry a large selection of books and music, crystals and gemstones, jewelry and gifts, sage, aromatherapy, and so much more, all in a relaxing and welcoming atmosphere. We offer classes on a variety of topics like yoga, Reiki, psychic development, alternative healing, and personal transformation. For guidance on this journey we call life, get a reading from one of our many readers at Circles of Wisdom, 90 Main Street in downtown Andover, right next to Bertucci's. Call us at 978-474-8010 or check us out on the web at www.circlesofwisdom.com. Lots to see and do in a feel-good place, an oasis in this hectic world. And welcome back to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation with Ron and Ann and our special guest this evening, Dorothy Morgan. Hi, I'm still here. <laughs> Yay! Okay. I know, it's a good thing. I always have a great connection where I live. So I'm glad the service is still hanging on. <laughs> oh, that's good. So, I mean, there you have. Go ahead, Jan. So we were talk- what were we talking about right before the break? There was a question about... Um, we- no, well, I, I was just, just saying how a lot of people will just be really interested in how that's really affecting them because, you know, I know um, I get excited about these stats. I've got this paper in front of me and it's got all these things written down and I know you are too, Ron, but some people are like, so how does that affect me? And that's most <laughs> really what people want to know that's when true. it comes to this kind of conversation. Well, not this one, but others similar to this. So, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's true. You have to, to, to know how it affects you. It will affect you, but mm-hmm. you've got to just Get your chart, know your chart. Okay. If somebody wanted to get their chart, how could they do that? Uh, you know, there's Dorothy. a few free places on the web, but they can also just contact me. I mean, I'm all over the place. If somebody says, I need a copy of my astrology chart, here's my information. Can, don't do it publicly because you don't want all that birth information out there, but private message mm. me, and I'll email you a copy of your chart. It's really simple. Mm. Yep. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh boy, yeah, you got you picked Dan's interest. I tell you that much. Well, that's easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, but I mean, you got to know how to read it. I mean, it's just a copy of your chart. It's not a forecast. It's not right. Any mm. written forecast. It's just here's a copy of your chart. You know, right. I do a lot of teaching, so you know, people always want copies of their charts. But you, I'm not going to make it simple on you. I want you to learn a little bit. So you're going to have to study the glyphs and understand what the <laughs> symbols are. Learn a little bit about astrology, invest a little bit in your own chart, but, you know, and you have to supply your date of birth, time of birth, where you were born, and the true color of your hair. That's right. <laughs> really? The, the time of birth is imperative. I mean, the I can do charts without hair. the birth time, but that birth time is like, it, 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 it sets up the chart. It sets up the dial. It tells me what you are really focused in on. I mean, I can tell right away. I mean, if you're an Aries and you've got a Sag moon, you know what you're about. But I want to know where those planets are, what subject matter they're going to be really focused in on. How you express yourself through your emotions will be depicted in part by what house that moon is in. And I need to know that that comes up with the time. The time tells me where certain things are. You know, so to have something 
really close to what time you were born. Birth certificates are okay, but you know what? I have two birth certificates, and one's 20 minutes different than the other. Really? So even though... I know. It was a long breath, huh? 20 minutes? <laughs> I know. I just found yeah. out a few years well, ago. Well, I guess it was when your feet started coming out to when your head came out, so it took 20 minutes. I don't know. It could be. <laughs> You're a long person, know. huh? <laughs> I swear, I must have been. <laughs> it was 50 yeah. inches long. <laughs> there you go. There you go. It's important. Um, the time, the time is, is, is really, it's, it's, it's definitely important. That's why I like the timing of these eclipses are important. When does it peak? That's when it peaks. Here's the time of it. That's why it's always good to know what time these things happen. You can find it anywhere. The Internet's full of this stuff. So just get the right time zone for yourself. Um, Ghost Girl uh, would like to know if you have a website, Dorothy. Yes, the website is nhastrologer.com. That's simple enough. NH, like New Hampshire. That's where I'm at. When you, when you do your charts and everything, and you you have, for instance, uh, the time of so say someone comes to you, they they have the date they were born and the time they were born. I mean, how are the charts affected by like daylight savings time and all in the leap years and everything else? Are they affected by that? Yeah, the you know the software does it now, but when I first started this back in the eighties, I had to do the hand calculations. So you have to do it because basically. The astrology and how the chart is set up, it's the house system, it's called, and it is from uh, Greenwich Mean Time, which is zero. That's the zero, that's the timeline, the Greenwich Mean Time, mm-hmm. and it all goes from there. So, like, there'd be some, there's a place, I think it's in Chicago, um, I do believe, in the mid-40s, where they did not change the time zone on the birth, you know, they didn't change the time zone. I think it was because of the war, and so it, even the software lets me know. But you have to, it's in a book too. When I was first started doing it, you would know that, and you just know you didn't move that chart an hour one way or the other because they didn't change the time in that one year. You have mm-hmm. to know these things. It's it's wow. very intricate. The software makes it so easy now. I mean, thank God I don't have to keep my brain full of all that math. <laughs> <laughs> It's really difficult math. I don't know. It's a long division, but in percentages, and it was math. It really was math. But now you can be an astrologer without knowing math. So don't worry. Thank God. I always found that interesting because when I first thought about astrology, and and I told David Wells this as well because David Wells is an astrologer as well, that I always Mm -hmm. pictured, you know, like, all these papers spread out on a table and you there with like, you know, your your sexton and your thing and just kind of <laughs> figuring out everything and but no, it wasn't yeah. that romantic. <laughs> that was. That was that was a past life wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, that was a past life for most of us astrologers. We probably did that with some way somehow. I mean I have done the calculators and I have mm. you know, I have had all the book of tables in front of me and things like that, but it really was a it was a lot of work. That would take as much time as deciphering the chart and understanding the chart. It would take me a good hour just to cast a chart. And now, as fast as I can type it, I hit enter. It's done. You know? <laughs> you know, I find it interesting because, uh, for instance, you know the sky is constantly changing, and the sky we see now is not the same sky we saw, you know, 500 years ago. It's it's different. Okay. And and it's 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 kind of cool. I mean, I mean, I was been watching this show uh, the, this 
I think it's the cigarettes of Oak Island or something about these two guys that are uh, searching for the Oak, Oak Island treasure. And one of the uh, things they did, this guy came from Europe, I think it was Swedish and everything, and he used uh, William Shakespeare's uh, works to plot a sky chart and right. bounce it off, actually, and bring it to the modern age and actually tell them where the tre- treasure was using this sky chart that, that were secretly coded in William Shakespeare's... Uh, oh, my God. Wow. wow. Sounds like national cool. treasure. <laughs> it does, well, doesn't it? Yeah, it, yeah. It's, mm-hmm. uh, it's pretty cool. Well, you know... It, all that stuff in Hollywood is, is based on something, whether it's you know real or not. But it is based on something. That's yeah. real and new. But national treasure. I mean, that's of course is the the conspiracy theorists and all that stuff with the uh, codes everywhere and all this. Well, Da Vinci Code. You go back to that one too. Is right, 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 right. Yeah. yeah, it's it's so yeah. interesting thing. And and I think that uh, Dorothy is is she's the Indiana Jones of astrology. <laughs> oh, yay! Can I have the hat and the whip too? Ooh! <laughs> what, what you do on a Saturday night is none of my business. <laughs> no, hey, we talked good. Outfit. We talked too about everybody's like, well, how does it affect me? How does it affect me? And I did notice quite a few comments, um, you know, today and yesterday about you know um, people having crazy dreams. One of my friends yeah. said, you know, is this, is this affecting anybody else like this? Because my dreams were right off the hook, you know, mm-hmm. she said. And I, I commented back and said, uh, yesterday, I think it was um, yesterday early morning, like crazy, the craziest dream I've probably ever had. And, wow. you know, do you think that's, that's part of it? It will, absolutely, absolutely. Because, you know, the, the moon is, is the nighttime energy that we, we get to possess. So depending on where it is in your chart, I mean, if this eclipse is coming up and or what activity you're having in the area of the chart called the 12th house, that's our dreams. And that's one of the things that area is, <clears throat> excuse me, is about. Mm-hmm. And so we, we do, we get that, um, we can get that little boost when the moon is full. And it depends on how sensitive you are, because some people dream and some people don't remember dreams, so they don't think they do. They do, but they don't remember them. And it right. depends on what the setup of your 12th house is like, or what your Neptune is like, or how much of a Pisces you are or are not. Right, Ron? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way we roll with the love shack. <laughs> that is the way you roll. <laughs> well, it is funny, because I'm one of those people that I don't always feel like I dream, you know, because I don't remember them, but when I do have, you know, um, especially like in that early, early morning hour, like around, you know, four or five o'clock in the morning, I'm, I'm apt to have a real, really vivid dreams that I do remember because then I wake up. Um, so I, yeah. that's, that's why I was like, I woke up and I was like, where did that come from? It's just <laughs> nuts. So yeah, that's yeah. me. Yeah, that's all right. I mean, that, but that's that's typical because sometimes it, it will just be that way. I would look up mm-hmm. your chart, Anne, but I don't remember how to spell your last name. How do I spell your last name? K E K E double I R G A and Scarrigans. You completely spelled it wrong. I know. Put it right. All right. So I'll listen one more time. K what? K E K E R R I G A N. I think I have you in. Oh, there you are. 
Yeah, you're a Scorpio. That's right. Mm. Yeah, she is. Trouble. Little, little stinger. Just, just take, a look, take a look. Oh, you have a Libra moon. The thing is, you have your moon is in the sign of Libra. Oh, really? That, yes, and this this eclipse is was in the sign of Libra. Ah, so you're gonna be you're gonna be pay, you should be paying attention to them consistently because there, there's quite a few coming. Okay. Uh-huh. You should, you uh-huh. have a lot coming, and I mean, especially the one next year is gonna be right on top of the moon because this one was a little separated from it, but the next one's right on it. So. You're uh, you're you've you've got that uh, Libra moon, so yeah, it affects you a lot. So yeah, it would affect you more than it would affect other people. Oh, okay. Good oh, to know. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> oh, Ron, you're in such trouble. <laughs> last last I time I give you an axe. Uh, what? Last time I give you an axe. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah, <laughs> bet you were regretting Sorry. that last week. Woo! <laughs> So, Dorothy, I, I, you know, there's so many things that, like, um, that you, see the, you see things on Facebook, well, you know, you do, you're Pisces, this is who you are. It, are we defined by by our signs? Are we, like, for no. instance, uh, Mayan said Pisces, I was a hard worker. Ah. Well, that's true, actually. But <laughs> not a it, chance. We, not a chance. <laughs> not a chance? <laughs> No, Pisces, I wouldn't say that about a Pisces, but I would say that about a Capricorn. I would not say that about a Pisces, but that's too generic. You're right. You're right. Those are, those are a sun sign, which is what we know. It's called your sun sign. That's the astrologies of it. You know, what's your sun sign? And then you say, well, I'm a Pisces or I'm a Gemini and you're a Scorpio. So that's our sun sign. That's just one of many, many other things that we look at in the astrology. And, you know, in a, Scorp- a person who's a Scorpio, like Anne, you know, she, a Scorpio sun sign is very different than somebody who has the moon in Scorpio. The moon in Scorpio, person's going to be way more intense than the person who has the sun in Scorpio. Mm-hmm. Anne's moon's in Libra, so Anne will have some intensity to her because she's a Scorpio. Oh, yeah. But that moon in Libra is all about that balance, finding the balance within relationships and just being happy, very social. That doesn't mean you can't go down a rabbit hole of, of ugliness once in a while because we all do that. Scorpios mm-hmm. do it best. Tell my husband that, yeah. <laughs> You have the blessing of a Libra moon, and that Libra moon gives you some balance, so you don't have to get on that rabbit hole so far every time. You can, oh, thank God. You can you know, get out there and be social and, and just enjoy life. You know, mm-hmm. it depends on what you want to do with it. So, Ron, yeah, you're right. It, it doesn't define us. The moon sign that we have is emotion, how we emotionally present ourselves to the world. That tends mm-hmm. to be, for a lot of people, a stronger representation of who they are than the sun sign. The sun sign, we're learning to do it. We're always going to have faults when it comes to... We're always going to carry a lot of the faults when it comes to our sun signs because we're learning to be that. It's the ego. It's the, it's the thinking part of our body, you know, of our, of our existence. We're trying to figure out how to do this, how to be a Scorpio or how to be a Pisces. So we're not the best at it. When, but, when we get... When we... Uh, Think about getting married. Should we have our charts done with our companion? I think it's a great idea, but you know what? You're still going to do what you want to do because you've got karma together. If if two of you deciding to get married, there is some karma and some soul life, soul path 
stuff that you agreed to work on with each other. So I would never tell anybody, this is not a good idea. Well, I can't say never. Because I do have one couple that I would say, wow, you guys, you know, the next time you break up, you just stay broke up, okay? (laughs) (laughs) You hear that, Ann? Uh-huh. I hear you. I hear you, man. No, because it's... Uh, it's I think it's not a bad idea. (laughs) And, you know, I'm not saying it because it's hard to communicate. You know, some... I can see that. It's called sinistry astrology. Yes, you can do the composite or you can do the, um, you know, that that dynamic chart, the sinistry of their Mars and your Mars, their Mercury, your Mercury, and just see how it all goes together and how it all goes back and forth, back and forth. But mm-hmm. the problem with that is, is you know what, if there's some difficulties in communicating, well, then that means you have difficulties in communicating and you're here to learn how to communicate. Now you can fight and never talk and end up ending it, or you can figure out how tough this is. All right, let's see. How do we learn to communicate with each other and learn a great lesson? So it's your choice. Well, I'm That's never going to tell anybody no, but yeah, this one, this one couple, they have this um, Mars and Uranus square back and forth between the two of them. So it's like a, a hit four times. And when those planets are like that, then Pluto gets involved. Those planets are like that. That's really violent. Uh-huh. Violent. And so mm-hmm. at some point, violence happens. And there's really uh-huh. no way around it. You have got mm-hmm. to be extremely competitive people like um, the Jones, the Smiths. What was that? Was Angelina Jolie and Brad Pitt. That movie? Yep. Oh, yeah. right. Yep. That. That is how I see Mars and Uranus if they're squared off between two people in an astrology chart. Now, mm-hmm. they worked it out because they knew how to work it. Because, mm-hmm. you know, they were spies and they were trying to kill each other all the time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the War of the, the, war of the Roses. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh-huh. That one, too. Yeah. And there's a few um, people I will, I will tell them. It's like, wow. Um, Okay, you've got some strong karma. This is what it is. You decide what you want to do with it. Right, right. Free choice, now, free will. Um, Ghost Girl wants to know how long does it take to get your charts done? I can do it right away. I mean, you just have to schedule time with me. So, I mean, if if somebody wants something done, I mean, you just have to... It depends on how busy I am. I mean, I've got openings this week, but it really all it means is, is that I'll, I'll get your birth information, I'll have your chart cast, right? That takes a matter of a minute. And then I will look at your chart, see what it is you want to understand, what do you want to know, and, you know, because I'm not going to do that, I'm not the psychic medium that's going to guess at what you want to hear from me, you know, <laughs> or, or pick at it, you know, just constantly by so, default figure out what it is you want. I want you to tell me what you want to know. So they you want to know if it's a good time to is, change work or change relationships or move, uh, things like that. Okay. I can do that right away, quick. And well, easy. we actually have to take a break now for a thing. Do you want to, I mean, we're almost done to the end of the show. Do you want to hang around to the end, uh, Dorothy? Yeah, sure. Oh, great. Awesome, awesome. Okay, okay. so anyways, we've got another Beyond Bazaar uh, with my good friend, Vala Victoria. So uh, if we can play that now. Peter Painless. Edgar Painless Parker was a trained dentist who brought his practice on the road when business slowed in his native Canada. With the help of one of P.T. Barnum's ex-managers, Parker attracted crowds with his horse-drawn carriage office, promotional showgirls, and even bugglers. 
The crux of the business was Parker's guarantee that he would painlessly extract a customer's tooth with the help of a slug of whiskey or an aqueous cocaine he called hydrocaine, or give them $5. He worked with a bucket of pooled teeth at his side to illustrate how much experience he had. In 1915, Parker was ordered to stop using painless in his name as it was potentially false advertising. Ever a smart businessman, Parker legally changed his last name to Painless. A terrifying tale from Barla Ventura's Beyond Bazaar. Okay. Ron, Ron Painless Colic. There you go. No, just Ron Painless. Yeah, right? Ron Painless. There you go. <laughs> Anyways, so. speaking of Painless, uh, we uh, you're listening to Ghost Chronicles Next Generation right here on Tojanet, Thorax, Ghost Channel Beyond. And our special guest is New Hampshire astrologer Dorothy Morgan. So, Hello. Dorothy, I have to ask you a question, and, and that mm-hmm. is you are an astrologer, so you know how to do all these charts. Do you use them in your own life? Mm-hmm. I do. You do? Almost all the time. <laughs> Almost. Almost all the time. Um, I don't, I don't, I, I study every day. I do something with this because this is my life and this is my passion. But do I follow minute per minute what's going on astrologically so I can influence my life that way? No, I don't. No. Mm-hmm. I know. If you have a choice to make, do you? Oh, I'm sorry, Dorothy. If you have a choice to make, you do can consult them. Yes. Oops. Most of the time. <laughs> that was a long pause there, Dorothy. <laughs> yeah, I had to consider it. <laughs> but you know what? It's just like trying to read your own palm. I mean, really? How do you do that? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. It's not easy. It's not easy. But basically, uh, what else? You know, to me, what looks like a hard day for some people would be a hard day for some people. But what my the way I practice my life most of the time, I mean, I have hard days like anybody, but, you know, the majority of my my time, if, if something's really bothering me, I meditate right away. Mm-hmm. I get into my breathing. I just move through it. So I don't allow, if I see that I'm having a hard angle, a hard aspect, I am having some hard aspects with these transits that are going on right now. But just going with it so and it's like okay there's a lot of uncertainty and i'm a little nervous about it but i know what it is that's going to happen and i know if it's correct it's just going to present itself so i will look at it but i still don't completely let it i go with the energy that i see is the easiest way to go because why not Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and does the does the planets and, and astrology affect paranormal activity in in other words, is there a certain time when the activity is is stronger uh, than not? Yes. Certain alignments or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Especially when the moon's in a water sign. So you wouldn't know exactly when that is unless you were to be watching the astrology of it. So when the moon moves through the, through the sign of Cancer, Scorpio, and Pisces, those are water signs. Now, we also have Neptune. Is finally in its own element again, first time in over 100-something years, in its own element, which is in its own sign of Pisces. That's going to increase paranormal activity for the next decade or so. It's really going to increase it. And once it's increased, there's no going backwards. So basically, it just steps things up a bit. 
All right. And mm-hmm. we also have the planet Jupiter. He's in charge of expanding whatever he's in contact with. And I mentioned this earlier. He's in a water sign now. He's in cancer. So that also will increase paranormal activity. And then month to month, the paranormal activity, the way it increases or the best time to get it, is when the moon is called balsamic. And that is 48 hours before it is new. So 48 hours before the new moon. And the new moon is dark, so you can't see anything. So there's 48 hours before, and actually the 48 hours after as well. So that four-day four period. Hours before, 48 hours after. Yeah, when, when's mm-hmm. the new moon this month? April 29th, and that's an eclipse. Ooh. Oh, eclipse. we'll be at Hall on the 26th. That's, that's fine, because you're at Very the close. end phase of the moon cycle, so that would work out really well. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. That, that's funny. Ron and I are both thinking the same thing. Oh, we're going to be at Fenford Hall on the 26th. What's the moon doing? Because that's that, that big mansion. I see it on your website, right? That big mansion thing that you're going to? Yes, that's, it is. Right? Yes. Let me see. The moon will be in Aries then. So oh, it's not a water sign, but it is in the balsamic phase. So that would be really helpful. But Chiron and 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 oh, and Neptune, Neptune, Venus. You got a few. You got quite a few water planets going on here. So it should be pretty good for you. Nice. It should be pretty so, good for you. How we like it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the only thing I'm worried about is what what mental state uh, you know Carrigan will be in. That's, oh, shut up! Don't pick on me. Because you're close to this blood moon and all this thingy, you know, I'm I'm getting a little nervous, you know. That's all. Oh, okay. Well, I'll leave my axe home. Don't worry. Yeah, okay, all right. Good. Leave it at home. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyways, that was the uh, doorbell, which means pizza from the dead is here, and we've got to wrap up the show. Dorothy, I want to thank you so much for coming on. It's always great speaking with you. When I thank I love you. this astrology stuff. I enjoy it too. <laughs> thank you for having me. I appreciate and, it. It's so interesting. It really is. And your website is NewHampshireAstrology.com. And if somebody wants classes, do you teach classes? Oh, I'm all over the place. I have five different study groups, but the ones in uh, Andover, Mass, you can find me at Circles of Wisdom the second and fourth Wednesday of every month. I'm there with the study group. This coming Saturday, um, I have I don't have enough people to run the class, so if you really want to come, I'm doing a beginner workshop, and that way you can start coming to the astrology study group. So if you want to come to the beginner class, it's a it's a six hour class this coming Saturday. Yes, I know it's the day before Easter, but Saturday at Circles of Wisdom. If you want to come, <clears throat> call the store and get on the list. If you want to do that, it'll be a oh, nice full day. So, I swear, one of these days I'm going to take this. You know that, don't you? Yes. <laughs> and, you'll, and you'll probably she, be a real pain. <laughs> and she can't. She can't wait, Ron. She can't wait. <laughs> I'm banned from book. most of the circles classes. I mean, the, most of them won't accept my registration. I don't know why, but uh, <laughs> funny how that happens, isn't it? Yeah. <sighs> awesome. Excellent. So yeah, people can find me mainly at Circles of Wisdom, but on my website nhastrologer.com. I'm all over New Hampshire as well, so Massachusetts and New Hampshire, and I have a couple classes in Maine, in Elliott, Maine, and Wells, Maine as well. So I'm all oh, up wow. and down the East Coast. Yeah. Oh, excellent. Excellent. All right, Dorothy, uh, I'm glad uh, you agreed to come on the show, and it's like I said, it's always good to speak with you, and now I know yeah. all the dope on Carrigan, I'm, uh, I'll be uh, on my guard. You better be on your toes, man. Yeah, I'll be all on right. my toes. <laughs> <laughs>
Thank you, guys. Yep, Thanks, thank Dorothy. you, Dorothy. Have a great night. I will. Good thank night. you. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that kind of flew by, didn't it? I know. I'm hearing the beats. Yeah, I know. Time to go. So, yep. anyways, uh, till next week, uh, good night. God bless. Yeah, have a great week, everybody, and we'll talk to you next week. From goalies to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good lord. This is Toginet, radio with a cutting edge.